This episode of the TDLA podcast is brought to you by Healy Gum. It's the wacky, zany, new chewing gum infused with real helium. This gum is delicious. It tastes just like cotton candy. Here at the Helium Laboratories, we've been working hard to bring you the highest quality chewing gum with a little extra pep combining rich flavor and fun. Whoa, I'm getting lightheaded. Healy Gum is guaranteed to provide you and your friends hours of entertainment. (laughs) I don't feel very good. Now you can be the life of the party and the funniest person in the room. How long is this supposed to last? Healy Gum. Hilarity is just a chew away. In this special episode of the Two Dudes in L.A. podcast, the dudes talk about pet peeves and net neutrality, then an angry YouTuber shares his two cents on the subject. Then the dudes go through Rolling Stone magazine's top 10 worst movies of 2017. After that, they play a round of Don't You Dare Laugh and try to keep a straight face as a young man sings under heavy anesthetic. Whoops, the inbox is full. Better play listener emails and discuss memorable celebrity encounters. Well, that all sounds fine, but what about an interview with iOS Improv Comedy Theater? What? We've got that too? Well, this sounds like another worthwhile episode of the TDLA Podcast. And we are here. We're back, everyone. (laughs) Blowing out your ear holes. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> Sean's getting high on the Healy gum on the product. Yep, on the Healy gum. We got plenty of it. Yeah, <clears throat> not not good for kids. Not good for kids. Oh, uh, we forgot to say it's not recommended for kids under the age of eight. Right, right. All our eight-year-old fans, I'm sorry, you can't have it. So, <laughs> um, hey everybody, holla at you, boy. It's uh, Watson, and with me as always is my co-host and dearest friend who I will give all my life savings to if I pass. Sean. Sean, how are you today? Doing well. Yeah? And uh, once again, thanks to our audience. Oh, yes. Today. Hey, hey, audience. You know, audience, I just want to say, today you were looking extra fab. Can I just, can I just say that? Like, whew. Wow. Fabuloso. Fabuloso, dudes. Um... <laughs> So. so back at another podcast, doing some fun stuff. Um, I mean, we usually ask this question: Why not just keep going? How was your week? It was a good week. Yeah, yeah. Just what happened? Working away, grinding, slaving, grinding and slaving, making that money, making that paper. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Anything like fun happen or different? Or I didn't see you like at all this week. Right? Like, we did the podcast last Sunday, and then I didn't see you at all <laughs> for this whole week, because we were both super busy. Yeah. Usually we kind of, like, hang out a little bit throughout the week, um, but I've been editing a video after work, and then he's been working hard with all his stuff, and so, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Um, I went and saw Black Panther again. Noise. In IMAX. Whoa. I hadn't seen an IMAX movie in a while. I forgot Dude. how freaking big that screen was. Yeah. 
because when we were picking our seats on the screen, I was like, oh, we'll go like halfway up to the front. But mm-hmm. that was ridiculous. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it was it, it was great. It just took a second for me to get used to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. When I went uh, when I was at the AFI Film Festival, they were showing Dunkirk, and well, actually, I didn't know they were showing Dunkirk. First off, I just thought they were interviewing Christopher Nolan, so I was like, I'm going. So I got like front row seats because I was like, yeah, I'm going to be right in front of Christopher Nolan. And then they were showing it the 70 millimeter. So it was like super wide. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Just turning your head left and right. I felt like I was like, I felt like I was like on top of the cameraman. Just like, whoa. (laughs) Sorry, sir. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, but that's cool. Um, Yeah. What are like... Like, what are, is there anything new you noticed from this new Pink Panther that you... Pink Panther? <laughs> well, the new Pink Panther is that's the, lit. That's the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel. He gets a new vibranium suit. <laughs> and then solves crimes. Um, <laughs> no, like, with Black Panther, is there anything different you took away? Or, like... Because we talked about it last episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I do remember catching a couple things that I missed, but off the top of my head... Not necessarily, no. You want you know there's one thing I noticed the second time I saw it? Is there's a pan over Tokyo, or I don't think it's Tokyo. Korea, I think. Okay. I think. Ooh, and you see it again, so I know. But there's a moment where it flashes over, and actually there's a building that's like kind of in darkness, but it says Stark Industries. Ah. I was like, eh, that's kind of a fun little nod there. Nice. Yeah. No, this time I went with uh, my friend Jai. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Jai's funny to go out with. Um, we we go see comedy and things like that. And <laughs> like at the very beginning of the film, um, when they get a knock at the door at the apartment, and the guy looks out and he's like, "It's these two something something looking chicks." I forget the person yeah. names. Yeah. And then it reveals them, and it, it's two bald ladies. And Jai just burst out laughing. <laughs> like, and he was the only one in the theater. He just, like, cracked. And he was, like, trying to cover his mouth because he realized, like, I'm the only one who's laughing at this. <laughs> but, That's yeah, funny. it was pretty funny. We'll probably have a lot of Jai stories. Yeah, I'd love adventure. to maybe bring him on sometime. Yeah, he's a cool he's guy. quite a character. Yeah. So. That's fun. Yeah. I love seeing movies a second time because you tend to also enjoy things more. Not Black Panther, I enjoyed it both times equally is awesome. But there's some movies that like, like I'm gonna say this and this is gonna cause some uproar. I'm not saying it's a good movie though, but I saw Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, and the first time I saw it, hated it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but then I saw it a second time, knowing that it was a bad movie. And enjoyed it a little bit better. Still not a good movie. <laughs> but I hardly remember it. Black was... Panther. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, last Chris, Crystal Skull is like, oh, brother. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I mean, enough of the chitter chatter. The, the, yeah, enough of that stupid stuff. A little bit of that. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, let's get into some stuff we wanted to talk about today. You had you had something you wanted to talk about today. Um, well, I was just wanted to ask you, what in life just bothers you? What, what just, in life bothers me? What are some pet peeves of yours? Well... We all have something. Yeah. I mean, we talked about bringing this up at one point. I might as well do it now. 
this there's not necessarily pet peeves about this, but I can go into a few pet peeves of why maybe. But this is basically Watson's three reasons why three things he hates in this world. Number one is moving. And I'm not talking, you know, I know a big guy, ha ha ha, internet trolls. No, I'm talking about like moving from a apartment to another apartment. It's the worst, worst thing ever. Uh, the second thing is waiting, like waiting in line or like, yeah, waiting for something to happen. I hate it. I actually, for the, you know, I usually use Amazon Prime. Well, I got some rugs from Think Geek. Shout out to Think Geek, sponsor us. And, um, they um, take forever. <laughs> and when I say forever, I think it was less than a week. But like... When you're used to that Amazon Prime yeah, two days. Exactly. And I already hate waiting, so it's like, ugh. Um, yeah, but then the third thing I absolutely hate is weddings. And the reason why I hate weddings is because you're usually doing a lot of waiting and a lot of moving. Especially if you're like a part of the... Uh, what do you call it? Ceremonies, like if it's your family oh, or your yeah. friend, you have to help set up. And yeah, take you have down. to set up. To hang <laughs> like, yeah, there was uh, one wedding. I won't say whose, but I had to stay up till like two in the morning, helping them set up the wedding. But it was you don't for want to love. say who because you don't want to name drop. No, because they're probably listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was at uh, Jeff Goldblum's wedding, and yep. uh, <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and like, but pet peeves specifically, I attribute this a lot to dating because I feel like this is a dating question I get asked a lot when like I'm getting to know somebody. Like, what's your pet peeve? Because you want to make sure you don't piss off the other person. Right. (laughs) Um, and for me, like communication is a big thing. Like, for example, I hate when people, like when you're talking to someone, getting to know someone, to me it seems like they're disinterested, but then, I, so for example, it's like, hey, how are you? Good. <laughs> you know? Oh, just well, like nice the one word answers? You know, that, yeah, fine. Or like, or or they'll respond a little bit bigger, but not like continue the conversation by asking you a question. Yes. That's always a big That's... pet peeve. But see, like, and then I'm like, sometimes I just won't respond. Because I get pissed off about it. And then they'll respond back being like, why didn't you message me back? And I'm like, because you didn't continue the conversation. You didn't give me anything to work with. No, but I did. But see, then here's the funny thing about it. I dated a girl for two years who was like that. (laughs) So I just gave her a chance. Like, I liked her so much that I just kept kind of going. But but yeah, what about you? What are some pet peeves you got? Um, Well, in Janine's episode, I made a joke about people who walk slowly. Uh Uh-huh. Who's? Janine. Who? Janine? Janine. Sorry. What? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we were weird. talking about if we had to kill off half the population. Ah, yes. And I was like, maybe people to walk slow. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of the people who walk slow. But huh? I don't think we should kill those people. I just, you know, like... Uh, and it's not always their fault, but if you're in a social situation, you're outside, you got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Like, um, and... and I think people should be aware of the rule of, like, if there's two lanes of people walking, try and stay on the right side, you know, because yeah. you're going to disrupt the other side of people oh, walking. Yeah. But uh, but m- the big one that I, I was raised on was chewing loudly mm. because uh, my sister had a problem of chewing with her mouth open. Ah, I and see. so my parents would always remind her at dinner, <laughs> and so it just was 
you know, I was raised in that mentality. Right, right. And I actually, I remember I dated a girl who had that issue, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I definitely couldn't marry someone with that problem, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I've rough. ever, I mean, I know my mom has always said, you know, chew with your mouth closed and things like that, but I don't know if, like, but, yeah, I don't know if I've dated someone that I was like, oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what I, a... I notice it, like, right away with people. But it's Do like... I do it? Putting you on the spot. No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't mind if, like, your mouth opens once in a while. But if it's, like, a habitual thing, like, totally. every it's time loud. you eat the entire time, yeah. it's, like, it's, it, it, I don't know. It turns me off. Of, it, like, takes my appetite away, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you can, like... <laughs> hear their food <laughs> yeah. yeah um another one that i have especially out here in, in here la in fact i've never had this happen before we could talk about traffic pet peeves forever or car pet peeves forever but oh yeah one utahns everyone back in utah i don't want to hear about your traffic complaints yeah <laughs> or everyone always is like for some reason has this weird pride that they're like the worst drivers in utah that's not true dude come out to la <laughs> like seriously just the thing in LA is they're just so aggressive. Like wherever yeah. they need to be is w- way more important than you. Yeah, but I mean, after you hang, like I've started to get that way. Like after you've been in in traffic for over an hour just trying to get to one spot, you kind at least I have started to kind of lose that. But I still try and be considerate and then try and think like, okay, if I, like if I get a thought in my mind, you should go and do this. I'm like, okay, if I was the person in the other lane, would I be pissed about that? <laughs> okay, I'm probably not going to do that. That's good. Um, Self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. one thing I hate that they that a lot of people do out here is like so say you're in you're in like the right so you're 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 in the right lane, you're you're waiting at a stoplight and then on the other side of their lane there's a turning lane, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a continuous lane that you go straight, it's just a right lane. Well, what some people do is they know the lights about to change. So what they'll do is they'll come up that right turn lane and then cut in cut in front of you as the light turns green because you don't have enough speed or momentum and they just cut you off and take off yeah it's the most dickish move like honestly i can think of like of humankind apart from like killing someone (laughs) it's dickish if you do it on purpose Mm -hmm. but there's been times when i don't know where i'm going okay and i get in that lane and i'm like oh shit i actually need to go straight yeah so sometimes i might not like cut that person off but i'll I'll let them go and kind of just creep in behind them sure sure so the person that's behind, fine but like hopefully the person behind them is seeing me signal and they're like oh he right maybe he made a mistake or something see, that's but, fine but see if you like but if you're just see, impatient and, yeah and they're not even like waiting in that lane like i've had that happen too where they like speed up and get in front of me that i'm even a little okay with but like it's literally no one's in that lane, but they're like behind me and they're going really fast. They know it's about to change. It changes green and then they come up in front. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's awful. Okay, yeah. <sighs> but yeah. I'll tell you what stresses me out is going to Costco. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like a lot of people? There's a lot of people and they're just, they're not aware. Again, the right. flow of traffic. They're in their own worlds. They'll, they'll leave their carts right in the middle of the lane. Yeah. It's like... You just got to be considerate and think about other people. And yeah. They're just not. <laughs> but Yeah. I mean, they get, see, that's the thing with LA is that we'll say to people, maybe thinking heading out here is like, there's a lot of people. So yeah. like we were hanging out yesterday at IO. Ugh, we'll get to that in a second. And there's just a lot of people there. And there was a, one of my friends who was like, couldn't handle being there because there was just so many damn people. So I mean, IO is an improv 
comedy theater. Yeah, I think I've mentioned it a few times, but just for the new listeners listening, maybe this episode. Oh, yeah. um, I guess we can call back to, I believe it was episode two, where you read the excerpt Close. from, from yeah. Del Close. Mm-hmm. So he started the one in Chicago, right? Yeah, he, he started, he's, he's coined to have started a few theaters, but yeah, Improv Olympic is what IO stands for, so. Cool. Yeah, but... Uh, should we just talk about that real quick? Sure, if we want to, if we're on it, because then we'll have to come back to it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is weird to talk about, I guess. But so iOS is a is an improv theater, like Sean already just explained. But uh, world renowned, world renowned. I mean, you know, Chicago is where it started. This is apparently what they call like a sister theater. I, I don't know. That's just what I've heard. But it was started back in, I believe, 1998. So it's been here for a long time. Long, long time. Uh, It's moved locations, but it's been at this location, I believe, the most. Um, Last week, or no, a couple weeks ago. No? Because I don't think we... I would have probably brought it up in that podcast. I don't remember. Uh, We, you know, I learned that this improv theater was closing. Now... For many out there, many of you may be like, okay, well, that's, you know, anything closing is kind of sad. But something to understand is, so when I was 15 years old, um, I went to high school. And in high school, uh, I learned that improv was actually a thing. And that you can actually be on teams and troops and stuff. and And the reason why I found that out in high school is because my high school had an improv troupe. Um, And... The really great thing that I'm really fortunate about, because I hear a lot of people don't get this opportunity, is we were taught out of the same book that the teachers at I.O. West are basically loosely um, meant to teach out of. It's called Mm -hmm. Truth and Comedy. Wow. So I had this backbone. And not only that, like, you know, I would look at the book and say, wow, this book has like, it's like the Bible for me of improv. And it's teaching me, oh, if I want to get the best at improv, I have to go to this school, which was Improv Olympic slash IO. And so from 15 years old, this is where I wanted to go. It's been a goal of yours. Yeah, it's been a goal of mine. And, you know, I finally moved out here uh, a year and a half ago, over a year and a half ago now. And I got to go there. Not only that, I got to work there. They paid me to do lights and sound. So for, for almost... Like, literally, I got here, and the next month, they gave me a job. Like, I don't know how that happened. Well, I do know how it happened. (laughs) I know a really great guy. His name is Calvin. I'm not sure if he's listening. But he called them or emailed them and let them know that, like, I submitted an uh, intern application. And I said that I knew lights and sound, and they were really in need of lights and sound people. So, basically, I I have been working with it at L.A. as long... Working at improv, uh, sorry, working at iOS as long as I've been in LA. See, that's where that wow. sentence was trying to be yeah. structured. So I was really blessed. And then you know what you do is is you take classes, and we can we're going to go into this real depth with our guests next week, which is going to be really exciting. Yes, we have a improv comedy legend coming. Yeah, in. so the guy who started this theater, who like who was in Chicago, who then moved out to LA just to start this theater, uh, is going to be on this podcast. Super excited about that. Audience. Ooh. A little bit of laughter, of course, because it's comedy. Um, and see, he was my level one teacher. There's six levels. You do those six levels, and then you graduate. So 
um, I spent a lot of time at this theater. <laughs> like, I, I did... And see, what a lot of people don't understand about improv, a lot of people think, oh, like, improv is just a little funny thing you do on stage. But see... That, I think I think what people think of initially is yeah. who have no experience with it, at least for me, was uh, and it just slipped my mind. Whose line the, is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? Everyone, yeah, everyone. Which is that. not uh, like that is a tip long of the iceberg. form. Yeah, long the, form. Like when I moved out here to L.A. and you're like, dude, come check out, check us out at the yeah. pack and check us out at I.O. That's when I was exposed to long form improv. And yeah. uh, what were your reactions? Because I remember you kind of like seeing this and like talking to me about long form and that's another great memory is like when sean moved out and he was kind of like either having a rough day like go or like i was having a rough day doing things like he would just come stop by at the theater and we just watch shows in the booth you know like that's yeah. so fun so yeah but what was your reaction to like and for, for those who know so short forms like whose lies it anyway where they play those short little games short form long form is where they could spend up to an hour doing like a scene it's almost like if they did a movie an entire movie improvised or a show from one prompt from one prompt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. What were your reactions? It's, um, I think right away, like if you, if you start from the beginning, it's, it's fun, but I, I think you learn to appreciate it more over time. Cause you kind of understand the mentality. Mm. Um, it is kind of a mindset I think you've got to get into, but, uh, and I think it's kind of a, like a more intelligent, almost version of, of comedy like it's i don't know how to how to explain it highbrow or something but mm. um but it i mean it attracts um a lot of big names i mean it I, one thing that i didn't understand about improv comedy is that when people move out here and they want to be an actor it's it's considered like a natural step it's like take some improv comedy classes work mm -hmm. with a troupe and whatever right. yeah. i didn't know that was like considered kind of a like a stepping stone yeah so a lot of people who come out here for acting a lot of people who got on like saturday night live and stuff took classes at io yeah and so that's really neat yeah i think it's like even a bit i don't know if it's like a strict requirement but like it's pretty much an, a requirement that you have to go through some improv training at some big renowned theater in order to be considered for snl and uh and now that i've seen it i understand why because yeah. you really like put complete trust in your team that you're working with and it's like there's no judgment you're not you don't have exactly. to you're not questioning yourself you're just you're completely like playing up each other and whatever someone does you all just agree with it and go with it and yeah. i mean you could go on and on more about the mentality totally. but but it's cool which we'll save for next episode for <laughs> that's sure. that's true we're going to talk a lot of improv next time and yeah. and hopefully maybe even play around with uh with our guests oh that'd be so that'd be a dream <laughs> my friend so um, but yeah, so in the long, like what I'll say kind of like just to help the, you know, you, everyone understand there. So, you know, the book is called truth and comedy. So you have to be truthful in order to create comedy. And so I have told some of the most personal, honest things on stage with a group of people who trusted me and supported me and then taken what I said and made it gold is what we call it. And, um, that's, what's so great about improv and, and like that theater was just like, you didn't just become like, there's a lot of theaters where you just become team members. You're not friends really like, but this one for some reason was had a huge emphasis on like actually becoming friends with your teammates. And you notice that the ones that are friends 
have way better shows because they know each other. They, they know what makes each other laugh. They know what like steps they're going to do next. And like, yep. um, yeah, my, my favorite show so far, and I'm really sad to see it go. I hope that they just find a new venue. I believe they have, if it's the one that you're about to say opening night. Yes. Opening night has been playing every Friday at and, 9 PM for tell nearly them what it is. 20 years and tell them what kind of, it is, is an improvised musical with a pianist and mm-hmm. everything lights yeah. um so they take a prompt from the audience um i believe the prompt is uh, a musical that hasn't been written yet or something like that yeah so uh, it might change so but... someone will give him a phrase like i think one one that i saw was from the desert to the sea that's all they were given <laughs> and they came up with a 45 minute musical with songs and and they were dancing with each other and it all seemed like synchronized but they were completely just making it up yeah but it goes back to what you're saying about friendship because like i said this show's been going for almost 20 years yeah and um i guess badger from breaking bad has, has matt performed jones. with the group matt jones we should yeah say his real name <laughs> i guess he performed this last weekend with them mm-hmm. i i saw them three or four times and i never saw him perform but yeah matt jones also does a um duo group called hill jones and that performed wednesday mm. no yeah wednesday so that was cool that he came to the last week and uh yeah well if they if that show is still going they find a new venue which sounds like they probably will mm-hmm. i am putting it out there to the world highly recommend absolutely if you're if ever visiting la look up opening night yeah because it is hysterical yeah and that's what we're trying to get at is that you know Finding out that this place closed was really hard because <laughs> all these teams who were doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday now don't have a place to perform. Mm. Some people have been performing here for over, you know, I mean, I don't even want to say and worry of like offending someone, but a long time. <laughs> so, and you know, like I have like teachers and like friends and like, so last night was the very last night and they brought in uh, one of my favorite teams of all time, Beer Shark Mice, um, which was one of the first teams that came out in Chicago. They came out here as well. And uh, Beer Shark Mice is basically what I, like anytime I'm like, because with improv or with anything, you know, you have to watch improv, study improv, and then do improv. That's just how it like gets into your mind. And whenever when I wanted to watch improv, Beer Shark Mice videos were some of the first videos I would, I've would i watched since I was in high school. Um, <clears throat> which our guest, Paul Valancourt, next week, um, he is a, a member on that team. So it's going to be really cool to hear from him. Um, but it was really sad. Yesterday was a lot of people have some really mixed emotions. Me as well. Because, um, you know, a lot of people say like, don't meet your heroes, but there's a lot of people who I met in there that honestly lived up to everything I heard about them, except for one person in particular. But I guess she lived up to what everyone was telling about her, and that was Sharna. She's the owner of the theater. Um, but I don't want to dwell too much on the on the bad things because a lot of people have been. If you want to hear my <laughs> rants about this, you can go on my social media or whatever. But <coughs> excuse me. I need to take a drink here in a second. 
So yeah, this has been a really interesting time for me because I've been reflecting about, well, where do I go? Because I literally lost a home. That's what it feels like. I feel like I lost a place. Like that was my place to go to. Um, but there's a lot of great, wonderful theaters out here. You mentioned the Pack. Pack is a wonderful um, theater that I do have an improv show at. Uh, first yeah, Fridays of the month. If you guys ever want to come out, yeah, throw come back to uh, Janine. So Janine, right? You guys have mm-hmm. a Jay and Silent Bob uh, improv show. So yeah, you, you improvise take, Kevin Smith. Uh huh. Yeah, and they say, or you say, give us a, a a Jay and Silent Bob film that's never been made. Yeah, and then you guys run with that. And <clears> yeah. So she, it's funny because you come out as Silent Bob, she comes out as Jay, and she's she always does really well with him. Yeah, um, it's fun. But you don't necessarily stick with those characters once you get into the show. Yeah, once we get into the show, it's it's kind of... We just become the characters that are... Um, Whatever's necessary for the story. Yeah, but that are very Kevin Smithy characters. But yeah. yeah, we're trying to find a home for that. We're going to start back up with that here soon. Um, but yeah, a lot of really good memories. Um, <coughs> we're going to share something here at the end. Um, so I actually went and interviewed a few people... We're going to save the full interviews for um, when we have Paul on the show. But, um, yeah, we're going to play out, you know, a really, honestly, in my opinion, honest reaction to what they hope the future is going to be like. So, um, yeah, (laughs) it it has been a rough week. A lot of tears. I'm not going to lie. So, um, but thank you all who have listened to me now who are from IO. I know we have a lot of listeners from iOS. So thank you so much. And I hope you keep listening and I hope that, um, you, yeah. I mean, if you guys ever have something, that's the great thing about improv is we're always supporting each other. That's one of the biggest, you know, things. So, um, I want to support anything that you guys have as well from whatever happens from now on. So let's just give iOS and improv comedy a round of applause. Yes. And let me get a drink. So I just wanted to kind of talk about something that's a hot issue right now in the internet land, um, just because there's there's been an update in the last couple of days, but net neutrality, Ugh. it's a scary word. Um, yes. I don't want to mess up what the update is, but basically, you know, it's just kind of been talk up until right now, it seems like now it's been basically filed yeah like it It hasn't been voted on yeah it got so the fcc itself voted on if it should go through and that went that worked but now it's got to go through congress yeah all the other channels and i think it's it's about to get to the point um where it's going to happen so so i'm trying to think of a quick few sentences way to explain net neutrality yeah i'm sure a lot of you know what it is in my blunt opinion, it's it's people controlling people controlling the, the internet. The internet, yeah. yeah. It's, right now, the internet is a free and open thing. Yep. Um, and now it's the idea is whoever your internet service provider is, they only provide certain websites or certain speeds or whatever. Yeah. And I've talked to people about it. Some people who aren't so worried, they just say. Oh, that just means I'll end up paying more money for my internet. That kind of sucks. It's not necessarily the case. The people that it really hurts in my mind are like the content creators. Mm -hmm. So 
if if you have a YouTube channel uh, right now, anybody who has access to the internet can watch your YouTube videos, right. which gives you a huge possible audience. Yeah. But with net neutrality, it'll be, or sorry, without it, I guess. Yeah. It'll be only people who have access to YouTube. Right. Which will not be everyone. Yeah. Which like they might have to pay like ten dollars ten dollars a month just, just to for have YouTube. YouTube. And I'm not talking about YouTube Red. Just to have access to YouTube. Yeah. So. It significantly cuts down your possible audience viewings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it hurts creators. It hurts all, people who do their business online. Yeah. Um, so it's not just, oh, you're going to pay more money for your internet. I mean, it's... I, I think because it's so like foreign to us, people can't even wrap their, their heads around what is actually going to come out yeah. of this. It's there's not a few, just going to be this simple thing. Yeah. There's a few countries that like are do have what what we're expecting and like there was like an article or like a picture that was that was spread around uh, that's basically like what net neutrality looks like in other countries and man it looks awful like it's just like like here if you here's this service provider and if you want Netflix attached you have to pay ten dollars and if you want uh, Hulu attached not only do you have to pay your subscription fee but you also have to pay ten dollars in order for it to actually work right and it's like Another crazy thing that could happen, speaking of Netflix, is like, say a certain company is like, hey, Netflix, you like service provide, like an internet service provider is like, hey, Netflix, we want you to pay us more money. We'll give you higher speeds. If you don't, we're going to give you low speeds. Mm-hmm. And it's almost becomes this like mafia type mentality where it's like, yeah, if you don't do what we ask, you will be punished and like no one likes to watch you know we're so accustomed to netflix as you know high speeds you know so and or youtube at high speeds so it's rough and um so tell us i guess tell us what you think email us at podcast at gmail.com yeah we want to hear us up on social media also what are your pet peeves and uh have you ever had like a thing close like what we had? Let us know for sure. So I actually met another content creator. Whoa. Um, who feels kind of strongly about this. Interesting. And they're actually. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's almost like anytime we bring them up, it's like they just know. They knock. That's <laughs> they're nice. outside waiting. That's nice of them. And when they hear us bring it up, they're like, well, are you going to let me in? Yeah. So, okay. okay. We're coming. We're Please coming. don't tell Give me it's Logan sec. Paul. Okay. Is it Logan Paul? Um, no, I couldn't get loaded. Oh, off. thank goodness. Okay. So I probably um, wouldn't do the podcast. I'm going to let him have my seat and that's I'm just cool. going to go sit on the bed. Cool. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Come on in. Come on in, buddy. Open the door. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Hi, big guy. Hey, how are you? Oh, my goodness. You're full of energy. Oh, is that what, is that what you think? I, yeah, I, I think so. Or what, is that a bad thing? No, it's not. A, I mean, for what you do, that's a that's a very good thing. What do you? So, what kind of your content creator? What content? Yes, yes. Um, Sorry, I, what's your name? First of all, my name's Harold. Hello, Harold. Hello. Yes, you have Hello, great... everyone. Hello, uh, audience. Yes. Oh, very nice. So, uh, I, I'm a YouTuber as well. Congrats. And uh, I read uh, children's books. That's it. I've been told that I have a very pleasing voice. Uh, some uh, would say soothing, maybe, and um, uh, so yeah, I, I read children's books to children. So when you say soothing, are you saying that you're reading it in hopes that like kids fall asleep 
uh, to it. No, it just it doesn't scare them. You know, they're just they hear my voice and they're like, oh, that's a pleasant voice. Yeah, and then they get really into the story. Oh, okay. Well, good for good for good for you. I don't know if I've I know I don't even know if I've one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> okay, awesome. That's great. I do not like green eggs and ham. Okay, I do not like them, Sam. I am. He just has like seven books in his lap that he's just reading off. I love Doctor Seuss. Yeah, I mean, your I will say. Your voice does sound like it's from Dr. Seuss. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Is that like from your family? Like, are you from somewhere specific where you got that accent? Eastern European. Okay. Wow. Well, interesting. Is there a, so is there a particular reason why you're here today about net neutrality or? It's bullshit. It is. It is, my friend. I have a huge audience and most of them are international. And our kids. And I don't think they're going to have... They're going to have access to my beautiful children's story reading. Now, I will say, do you think the parents who are listening to this, being fans of yours, are they going to be happy that you said the bull word? Um. Yeah, you might need to do a apology video here after this. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm sorry. If any of my fans are listening... You just heard me unfiltered. Okay, yeah. This is, you know what? This is the unfiltered Herald interview, okay? Uncut, right? This is, this is, this, you're not going to get this anywhere else, okay? And we don't have eight-year-old listeners, like we said, because we have uh, Healy Gum, Healy, Healy Gum, and... Uh, can I, can I try a piece of Yeah, go gum? ahead and try some of that. You'll get into there. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Oh, please stop. Is my, that watermelon? Please stop, my eardrums are going to explode. That is the worst sound of all time. Oh, this chili gum is amazing. <laughs> okay, alright, is there anything else you want to say? I'm lightheaded. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explode here in a second. Is there anything else you want to... Oh, that's the whole oh, thing. Oh, man, do you want me to read you a book real but quick? You're eating six packs of these things. <laughs> you shouldn't eat all those. Should, should I be losing feeling in my hands no, and feet? Probably not. Uh, security? Can we... No, no. We, we need to... You need to... I'm, I'm not gonna, done. Okay. Because you were... I was going to die if you, if, you, if you didn't stop talking with that helium. So, okay... So what what do you have to say? Me. You're good. What do you have to say to, for net neutrality, the FCC? What do you have to say to them since they listen to the podcast? Well, obviously they're just pandering to the corporations. Okay. Why? I mean, the internet's like a free and open thing. That would be like if you tried to, uh, like, you wanted to control oxygen. Right. Internet, I mean, internet is like oxygen to YouTubers. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if Verizon Wireless was like, okay, it's it's a dollar a breath. That would suck. I'd want to switch providers. How many breaths do you take in a day? I didn't count, but I'm I, assuming. I'm going to say at least a hundred. Uh, at least, okay. I didn't think Can you afford a hundred dollars a day? I cannot. I cannot afford a hundred dollars a day. Me maybe. neither. It takes a lot of breath to support this voice. So you're not you're not a very well off YouTuber then, I'm assuming. You're not Logan Paul esque. Well I Because uh, I think Logan Paul could afford a hundred dollars a day of breath. Well we're saying at least a hundred dollars. I think he could probably afford more. I'm but not trying to defend Logan you, Paul. Uh, you know, I compete with the best of them. Okay. What's your thought real quick, just a sidetrack, what's your thoughts on Logan Paul? He just recently tased uh 
Dead Rats on his oh, yeah. uh, YouTube and now cannot make money off of uh, YouTube. I think I think Logan Paul has an obsession with dead things. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a word for that? Or should we not get into Let's it? Let's not get into that. Necrophilus something. <laughs> uh, well, great. Um, is there any last words you have to say? Um, to your young fans or to the parents that are listening who might support. Sorry for cursing. Well, right. But what uh, if they do support uh, the FCC's move to to take away net neutrality? Well, then you're going to lose my beautiful voice reading your children's favorite books to them. And what a travesty. Or at least that it's going to cost a lot of money to hear it. Well, and you wouldn't get a cent, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, I have another engagement. So. Oh, that's good. Where are you headed? I'm going to uh, pet some puppies. Do you just do that on your own when you can? That's just your thing? I hear the puppies in L.A. are wondrous. They're they're great. Well, let's, let's give it up for Harold, everybody. Damn. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. Well, Harold, if you could just head out, Sean. Get off my bed. Mm. That's weird. All right. I'm <clears throat> back. Well, jump. Where'd you, you find this guy? Well, I follow his YouTube channel. I love his voice. You you subscribe? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a huge Dr. Seuss fan, so... Did you hear him when he had the helium gun? Helium I thought gun? it was hilarious. Okay. Wow. You know, those... But that was our last pack of gum, so now we got to hit up our sponsors and get some more. Wow. I don't know if I can eat anything like that again after what I heard. That's just, what's <laughs> I'm, that's just what I'm going to hear, so... All right... Um, cool. Well, thank you for Harold for coming on. Oop. God damn it. Sorry. Okay, you need to really change up your diet. You think it was the Healy gum? It think, wasn't very high pitched. Do you think it gives you gas? I don't know. Oh, here we oh, go. That was a deep one. <laughs> uh, great. Well, um, another last thing we want to talk about, and then we'll get to our first segment, um, is that. Um, so 2017 is obviously way over by now, but Oscars has happened, uh, already happened. And we'll have another episode after we have our guests, cause we're going to focus on our guests for a while. Um, but we'll talk about the Oscars here in a little bit, but, uh, I thought we would, could talk about the worst movies of 2017. Mm. Uh, Rolling Stones, uh, came out with a article and I thought that would just be <laughs> Not the band. The, Not the, the band. The magazine. Um, Mick Jagger wasn't like, these are my least favorite films of 2017. Ooh. That'd be funny if Rolling Stone literally is like, yeah, Mick Jagger and is it Keith Richards? Keith Richards yeah. and who knows the Who other knows? Two? The only two that, have, only that I've seen on SNL. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, fans of uh, Rolling Stone. All right. Number 10. So I'm just going to read them off. We're going to give our general thoughts and opinions. You guys, if you've seen these movies, if you have opinions on these movies, hit us up. TDLA podcast at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, yeah, email us some stuff. (laughs) Number 10. Number 10. Number 10 is the emoji movie foot lettuce. Um, Okay, so. (laughs) Oh, please tell me we still have that one somewhere. Dang it. Oh, it's on the other one. Get it so we can have a flashback of good times. Where are you? Where are you? 
Where? There it is. Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that to be my ringtone. Burger King, King foot lettuce. lettuce. All right. Oh so number God. 10 is the emoji movie. Um, um, we're going to we're gonna start by saying if we have or haven't seen this movie. Well, I'm just going to say. Yeah. I don't even know the rest of the list. Okay. And I think that should be at the very top. <laughs> Did you see it? Okay, my experience with the Emoji Movie so far... Oh, this is like um, a journey. I can see it in your eyes. You, like, <laughs> looked out into the distance. Well, you know, so I have my animation group, and yes. we, we give basically any animated film a shot. We're like, it's animation. Okay. Even if the story sucks and the concept sucks, maybe we can appreciate the art or something. Okay. Um, so we started watching it, and... At the very beginning, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go buy some frozen yogurt down the street. It was like five minutes away. Uh-huh. I get the frozen yogurt, and I come back, and they had already stopped the movie. Oh, my gosh. They made it like maybe 30 so minutes So, wait, this in. was on like uh, Blu-ray or DVD or something? Uh, I can't remember where we were watching it. But, you weren't, at, it or but you weren't at like a movie theater? No, just at one okay. of the apartments. But they couldn't even get 30 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. So, and that says a lot because we've watched some weird, obscure animated shit. Totally. But it's, I mean, even when it was announced, I was like, come on, Sony, like. Just trying to cash in. Because there's, there's two different mentalities when making a film. There's, there's a person who makes a film because it means a lot to that person. Yeah. You know, it's like they wrote it, they directed it, they produced it. It's like, this is their thing and they're putting their stamp on it. Yeah. Um, And then there are films that are made just for the audience. It's like. This is something that we think you will like because of whatever's popular at the time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I just find it insulting that Sony's like, this is what we think you guys will like based on what's popular right now. And after the Batman movie, we've seen a few of these kind of videos. Because, or Batman movie. Lego movie, is that what I said? The Lego movies? Lego and Batman. Those ones aren't too... I love them. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying is like... We have the Lego movie, which was phenomenal, and the Batman movie, which was phenomenal, and I think is ridiculous it didn't get nominated for Best Animated. I mean, I love Coco, but um, but I think that's why we're getting stuff like this is because they're like, whoa, people liked Legos, but see, they didn't understand that it didn't survive just on Legos alone, <laughs> you know? Like, it survived because there was good writing, there was good characters, and like... Oh, man. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It was just really cool to look at. But yeah, Emoji Movie just fell so flat. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see this. I didn't even have an inch. Like, I, I had no desire to see it. And I'm actually learning. I had no idea. It says here that Meh Emoji was, was voiced by T.J. Miller. I had no idea. Really? Uh, the uh, Poop Emoji was Patrick Stewart. I had no idea. It had Maya Rudolph, James Corden. Like, it's a great cast. Great cast, but like... Oh. Oh, you, did you already say Patrick Stewart did the poop emoji? Yes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But how do they talk those people into that? Is I don't know. Money, the, dude. I'm sure they threw tons money of money. Yeah. God damn. What's crazy, though, is like I, I read an article, or, or no, I saw a post that the emoji movie made more money than Baby Driver. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Really sad. I mean, I don't want to insult children, but they just don't know better. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is like, that's maybe another thing that tricks. Maybe I don't want to say tricks, but I mean, like, if your kids want to see this movie, you don't just buy them a ticket and then send them into the theater. You buy them a ticket, you a ticket, you know, other kids want to see it that are probably, you know, their brothers and sisters. And so, 
you know, I think it's just, that's why I think family movies are still so much money is because, you know, your whole family goes. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's, yeah, it pisses me off. I know somebody who works at Sony uh and I asked him about it and they, they were even (laughs) like, I guess they didn't work on it. Thank goodness. Gotcha. They were working on the Smurfs films Uh because those were being made around the same time. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm insulted. Yeah, I can tell, (laughs) man, I can tell. Uh, This next one, I didn't see, but I actually thought it would be good. Number Um, nine. Number nine, footlet us. Um, (laughs) Suburbicon. The trailers look super good. But, yeah, it's number nine on the worst, so it's worse, apparently, than uh, the Emoji movie. I like uh, Matt Damon. (laughs) <laughs> well it's got matt damon it's got julianne moore and oscar isaac and it was directed by george clooney oh interesting yeah um okay it says it, it says that it, it says that george clooney was working from a script oh so it was originated for the coen brothers so i guess they really wanted the coen brothers to work on it did, and it didn't work out sorry just a quick side note did he yeah. also do monuments men directed I don't know if he directed. Isn't he in that? He's in it. I want to say... Okay. doesn't matter. He but. probably does, but I'll throw up the IMDb here in a sec, and while we keep talking, we'll look at it. But, um, yeah, I never saw it, and I actually really wanted to see it. So it's uh, this was one that was on the list that I was like, that really sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes to films, because I'm such a film person, like mm-hmm. I really don't take people's opinions on it, like... This is this will be a good list to go through, and I, I feel like I'll probably agree with a few of them. Yeah, that I, if I've seen them, but and he did do Monuments Men, by the way. Oh, see, you are right. Good guess. Um, but I like I'm gonna check out Suburbicon at some point in my life. Yeah, it's not like high on my list, but I'm totally. Curious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Number eight is Daddy's Home Two. Oh, <laughs> didn't see that. My family loved it, so really. But I, I won't, I, you know, I love you family, but sometimes their taste in movies is, like, they loved, what was the movie? Like, the new King Arthur with Guy Ritchie, which I love Guy Ritchie, so to see it and didn't like it was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. But they also like a lot of, few movies that, like, critics hate, but they love, so. I'm just surprised about the the franchises that are getting sequels these days, yeah. like uh, Bad Moms got a sequel. Yeah, Bad Santa just got one after how many years? Yeah, three. I haven't seen any of. I haven't seen any Bad Santa. Is it good? You haven't seen the the first one's great. Yeah, I haven't. Seen I it. tried to watch the second one, didn't finish it. Gotcha. So the other two are bad. No, it's just two Bad Santas. Uh, um, oh, bad, I thought the third bad one. Moms. I thought the I thought they just came out with a third one. No. Oh, so it's just been Bad Santa, Bad Santa too. And yeah, and then I'm talking about there's Bad Moms, and then I think it's Bad Moms Christmas or something. With yeah, I heard the first Bad Moms though is fantastic, but then the second one they like rushed it to get you know so that it came out for Christmas, and then I hear it's just, but it's not on this list though. To be fair, so maybe it's not that bad. Um, Let us know what you think about Bad Moms uh, in the you know in our Twitter. (laughs) But uh, but as far as the Daddy's Home, like I. I did see the first one. I had to remember for a second mm. if I saw How it. How was the first one? It's not bad. You know, I mean, Will Ferrell, he's, he plays a great, like, awkward person. Yeah, that's uh, kind of his bread and butter. So it's like, he's the new stepdad to these kids, and mm-hmm. he's awkward, and uh, Marky Mark is their biological dad, 
and he's, he's like, like a hard ass. Yeah. And so there's like that clash. But um, the second one, I mean, they got John Lithgow mm-hmm. and Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson to be their dads, both of their dads. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I think John Lithgow and I'm sure him and Will Ferrell do a, a good like father son. Well, when I'm looking at this, they're kissing on the mouth. So I guess that's a good relationship. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, number seven, Foot Lettuce, is um, Valerian. Valerian? I did not see Valerian. Do you know uh, who made it? Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Bach. Uh, well, not his name, but the guy who did Fifth Element. Right. That's why I was really excited. Uh, Luke Besson is his name. And honestly, if you're a huge Fifth Element fan... You you can feel it. Yeah. In in Valerian. Yeah. Like the the character design and just kind of the attitude and mentality all throughout, it's it has that feel to it. Yeah. And so I I could appreciate it in that sense. And it's beautiful. I mean it's a gorgeous film. Yeah, the trailers looked really nice. Um yeah, just not not a strong story. Um, and for some reason, and I feel bad about this, I wish I could get over it, I don't care for the dude. The guy yeah. that played the Green Goblin. and Right, in Spider-Man. Yeah. He was also, what I really loved him in was, shoot, Chronicle. Chronicle? You ever I seen Chronicle? Chronicle? Where it's like found footage for like superheroes, basically. Oh, okay. So good. You should see Chronicle. I'm not saying he's a bad guy or I don't like him, but uh-huh. I just didn't care for him in this film for some reason. And yeah, I feel okay. bad that I don't care for him, but but yeah, I mean, he's a big. His name is Valerian, and mm. so like it's named after his character, and I'm just didn't care for. Doesn't him. Doesn't care for him. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's funny because I haven't seen hardly any of these, and I'm glad you have because otherwise it'd just be <laughs> quick through. Um, number six, Footlights is. Did you say six or sex? Sex. Let us. <laughs> is the mountain between us? I don't know anything about it. Uh, this is a. It has Kate Winslet and <clears throat> Idris Elba. Unfortunately, Idris Elba has had two had two bombs this last year. I think we're going to get to the other one in a second. The tar- the tower, dark tower, or whatever. Dark tower. Yep. Spoilers. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. So it's it's about she's a photo photojournalist. He's a neurosurgeon. They're strangers who fall in love when their private plane goes down in the blizzard. So naturally, there's no choice but to have sex by a roaring fire. This is what the, is that what it says? Yeah. Oh my god. So that's what it is. Um. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Did you see Obsessed? Obsessed. No, I haven't seen Obsessed. It's, it's quite a old movie now. Well, I mean, like somewhere between 2006 to 2009, I'd say. But it's like he Idris Elba is married, and I forget who his wife is, but it's like she's a pretty big. I don't want to say Beyonce, but say Daria, huh? But like he familiar. has like an assistant or something, and uh-huh. she's obsessed with him, and it's uh-huh. pretty good actual like thriller. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, just throwing it out there. That's a good Idris Elba. But I mean, even though he's had these bombs, he's got Thor to fall back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also, you know, I also hear he's he I mean, he has his TV show and then you know, a lot oh, of people are, a lot of people are gunning for him to be uh the next uh James Bond. So What? Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'd be down for I that. I like him. I like the guys. So. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Number 5, one of the 
Uh, let's pause it. Hello, hello. And we're back. Sorry hello? about that, everybody. All right. Hello? Hello? Okay. Are you in? Yep. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. So, number five, Foot Lettuce, is... Um, this is a movie I've seen. This is one that my family loved. And that I... <laughs> really hated okay the mummy oh i haven't seen it yet real bad my friend (laughs) it's like they were trying to make a comedy horror in not and they couldn't decide which one and i'm not talking about like campy horror because that's my favorite kind of horror no (laughs) this was like Mm. they had the guy from new girl who is hilarious but like spoilers but he dies and then throughout the whole movie, he's the comedic relief, but he's dead. <laughs> so it's not very like, funny is it at all. Ghost? Yeah, he's like cursed, so he can't leave. So oh, he's like a gotcha. ghost, and like so he doesn't. We don't not see him when he dies. He's, yeah, he's, a, he's throughout the whole film. Gotcha. Yeah, and um, yeah, and you know they're, they're tr- they were trying to explain their universe, which I was really excited about, but not if it's going to be like this. <laughs> so yeah, which I think they've canceled. I, I didn't hear good stuff. The marketing, they really pushed the shit out of that movie. They really did. Um, that little courtyard area by um, by the TCL Chinese Theater, they had a giant ass mummy. Like ah. it was as tall as like the three stories yeah. of the. Well, mall. that whole area now kind of has like an Egyptian yeah feel. So that's cool. But uh, I don't know. It yeah. Sucks. I guess, it sucks. I guess Tom Cruise is just sticking to Mission Impossible because they're I on guess. their. 12th one now yeah or exactly shit. yep um so yeah the next one number four foot lettuce <laughs> is song to song i've never heard of this nope the synopsis i'll take is... their word for it though yeah yeah i don't know it's just about oh it had <laughs> um oh it has ryan gosling in it oh interesting wow I and mean, this is probably why we haven't really heard about it Natalie Portman's in it. Wow, it's interesting. Like when when actors that big agree to be on a movie that that does so bad, mm-hmm. do they like beforehand? Do they kind of know they're like this might not do very well, but for whatever reason they are still in it. Or I, well, I know for a fact sometimes studios sweep things under the rug, like when they know it's going to be bad, but it's already been in like too far past production. They try and sweep it under the rug so that it's like, for example, it only comes out in certain theaters so they don't spend so much money. Their reputation isn't like ruined. And then, you know, if someone sees it at, at like the store, they're like, oh, this has Ryan Gosling in it. I'm going to buy this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then they make, they tend to make more money off that way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty strategic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're all about that. They got to oh, make that money. Oh, I heard about this movie, but... It's got some names in it. Right. Uh, have you, so I've that, done that before. You've, have you done that before? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it works. That's, yeah. that's one of the reasons why you try and get at least one big name on a film, you know, because yeah. they really are kind of what sell movies. So. Exactly. Interesting. But yeah, yeah, I was just wondering, like, from the actor's perspective. but Yeah, I don't know about the actor's perspective. I mean, it actors know very little when it comes to, like, I guess, I guess production. Just comes, yeah, I guess it just comes down to, like, what is it that the actor's... That make them decide whether or not they yeah. want to do a movie. And I guess it's probably different for every actor. 
some some like a challenge yeah. some like the script some maybe just like the filmmaker and they're like i don't care what it is i like this guy yeah so yeah like and that's the thing is you could read a script and then and have like a decent amount of money and be like well the script looked great <laughs> and then once the movie comes out you're like well that sucks uh but trying to move along a little bit we have number three foot ladass <laughs> is uh 50 shades darker i know you were there at midnight Oh yeah, no, I I love it. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I'm all about that. Yeah, my the the girl Just kidding, guys. the girl I went on a date with a couple weeks ago. She told me about how there is a or she used to work at a movie theater, and she was talking to some of her movie theater friends, and they were talking about how after this after this premiered that they would uh, go and find interesting objects in the theater like cucumbers and other objects so people were stimulating themselves (laughs) during the film yeah because that's why you that's why you watch it so this is the second of the trilogy right i think it's the third i'm not up to date the third one is 50 shades freed you do know this so you know this so the first one i believe (laughs) he introduces her to bdsm okay and i think in the second one she goes cr- even crazier than him, mm. and he tells her, What are you talking about, freaky woman? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, we don't need to focus on that one too much. If you like it, good for you. Enjoy that. It's number three on the worst movies all of all time. Uh, number two, Fat Ladass, is uh, The Dark Tower. Okay. Did you see this? No. I was going to see it. I was very excited. I mean, most Stephen King adaptations end up doing well. Recently. The ones in the old 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 stuff were not received very well. Apart from Mercy, I mean, to be fair, it the first time around got really bad reviews. And it, it doesn't hold hell it doesn't really hold up in today's standards, but it scared the crap of us as kids growing yeah. up, so I think that's why it's there. But I mean, there's uh, shoot now. Carrie, Carrie obviously did well. Stand by me. I don't think that was was that Stanley or Stanley Stephen King. Stephen King? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but but now recently he's been hitting them out of the park again, and so it's well, kind of like it and this. What's a what's another one? Well, he had a he's had like two Netflix movies that have come uh, okay. out, and they've been received really well. And then on Hulu, which I'm super excited about, is Castle Rock, which is produced by J.J. Abrams, which like combines his universe together, oh, which I'm super excited about. I'll show you a tray later, a trailer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it, but I wanted to see it. But then once I, I am someone who is affected by reviews, so once I heard it had terrible reviews, I was like, so you have no interest now. Unfortunately, Interesting. I'll see it if someone else wants to see it. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Number one foot ladder. Hey, wait, did you ever watch? I think it was all that in the nineties. Oh, stop it! Of course. Who do you think I am? I think it was all that where they had Procrastinator Man. Procrastinator Man. That sounds and like, like them. You know, this is happening. We need your help. And he's like, "I'll get to it eventually." <laughs> That's yeah. That does sound familiar. So sometimes I say that, but nobody love, gets the reference. I love all that. I loved uh, Good Burger. <laughs> I loved. Keenan Kale. Oh, we could, we should do a whole episode where we just talk about our favorite like We're 90s, 90s kids. kids. Yeah. yeah, talk about the 90s. Uh, number one foot ladass. Wait, wasn't Dark Tower you keep three? Keep ruining this for everybody. No, this is two. Oh wow, two. okay. Sorry. Three was uh 
Fifty Shades Darker. Okay, we're fine. You're fine. It's okay. Maybe I did say three. No, good. Uh, number one, but Ladass <laughs> is Transformers: The Last Night. I haven't. I don't <laughs> remember the last time I've seen a Transformers movie. What number is this, anyways? Uh I don't know. Maybe it says somewhere in here, but I do not those, remember. Those are huge budget films, man. They are, and they get they get money returned. So. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> they uh they definitely go through um casts like none other. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz everyone's been through it, man. First you had Shia and Megan, and then I guess Megan was a <laughs> a little hard to work with. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they replaced her, and right. now Shia's got his issues. <laughs> so they're like, "All right, well Marky Mark's down." Mm-hmm. And I guess he's done the, at least the last two. He has. I think he was on this last one. But he says he's not going to return for any sequels, according so to So now if article. they do another one, they're going to have to replace the cast. If they have Shia LaBeouf come back, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I really liked. How would they explain that? Would it be like, sorry, I was in a, in space or another dimension or something? I don't know if they shit. really talk about what happens to him because I haven't seen it. So right. I don't really know. Yeah. I wonder how they do explain that. Because Bumblebee's in it. Or maybe he died. Side note know. on Shia LaBeouf. Did yeah. you see The Death of Charlie Countryman? I don't think so recommend it recommend. it might be it was on netflix it might still be on netflix mm-hmm. but uh yeah he just he just goes to like bucharest or budapest or something and just has this, this crazy Charlie experience Lett, sorry it has um death of Charlie, Charlie countryman but it also has rupert grint okay who my homie is uh ron weasley from harry potter and the he's necessary he's, death he's really funny in it. oh the necessary death of charlie countryman yeah no it's good oh, 2013 okay Whoa, this poster looks weird. Maybe, maybe it was one of those where they didn't give it a wide release. <laughs> yeah. Now they're just hoping people will check it out because it's Shia LaBeouf. And you recommend it? Yeah. Okay. Also, I think we can both agree Disturbia, I love Disturbia. is a classic. I love Disturbia. That's another, like, growing up in high school or in middle school, maybe? But I loved that movie. But yeah, um, he's a... Even Stevens, baby. There's been quite a few videos of him being belligerent now. Have you seen them? Oh, all of them. I am up to date on my Shia trivia. Shia, you're, you're a good guy. Come on my podcast. Come on our podcast, Dude, please. definitely come on and just talk with us. We're let not going to let you, you drink. All the well, maybe we Stevens will. Maybe questions. it'll just make it a more fun podcast. But <laughs> we don't want you trying to fight us or breaking our shit. Nah. <laughs> yeah. But all right, let's get to our favorite segment. We're kind of jumping in time we we were kind of worried that this was going to be a short episode but it's actually turned out to be a little bit longer so uh let's hit our next segment don't you dare laugh i mean it all right i I, i'm so bad at remembering who went last Last time we should start writing these down. So let's uh, let's do rock paper scissors for who goes first. Okay. Dang it! All right, I go first. Okay. Um, and just, just so real the quick, audience knows, so... we both did scissors, and then he did rock, and I did scissors. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> so Watson and I are going to go back and forth and show each other funny clips, trying to make the other person laugh. Dope. Let me put my headphones on. Oh yeah. Since I. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you know what a weeaboo is? I th- I don't know if I'm saying that right. Wasn't that wasn't a weeaboo the thing that you did a pitch for? <laughs> the fleebos. Fleebos. <laughs> okay. The fleebos. So I that's how this. So weeaboo. I okay. think I'm saying that right. Is just 
like white people that are obsessed with Japanese culture. Yes, I have heard of this. <laughs> I dated a girl who was this. So this one is honestly more cringy than funny. I love it. <laughs> this is just a weeaboo chick. Okay. So my name. So my name is Otaku-san. Otaku-san, konnichiwa. Um, I'm learning Japanese currently, right. so so far I know hiragana, and that's about it. So um, one word. So I guess you could say I'm a real anime girl now. I even ordered myself some creepers off of Anna's Amazon, but they're not creepy. No. <laughs> no. Can't handle that. Yeah, more cringy than funny. More. I mean, it, it almost got me a few times, but... Oh. Is it racist? <laughs> uh, that's the thing. You actually bring up a good point because she was like doing the makeup. She, well, she didn't make up to like make try to make her look like she was Asian. Yeah. So would that be? I mean, is it as bad as blackface? That's a <laughs> no. good question to oppose. I'm just saying. No, that's that's. But yeah, I just I once again my comedy senses are tingling, and I'm wondering if this is real. Right. Or only for troll. yeah. Only for that one. I would have believed every single moment if she didn't say the one jap, the one Chinese word, and then was like, "And that's it." To me, that's such a you know a comedy trope. Yeah. If it is real, True. holy crap, she should be in comedy. Now, I I have a personal interest in Japanese culture. Totes. But I'm, I haven't really gotten into it. But ever since I watched Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, mm. he has an episode about Tokyo. Yeah. And I was like, I was interested, but when I saw that, I was like, "It's it's on my bucket list now." Like, I need to go to Tokyo. Dude, let's check go to this Tokyo, place out. dude. I'm totally down. Okay, fist we're bump. fist bump, but we're oh, we're really pact. doing it. Yeah, but that's why we're doing it because it's a it's a pact that we're gonna go to Tokyo. Okay, and we'll take you guys. No, with I'm us. down. And then after I saw that, I just started watching. Like, there's a really good YouTuber that he's American, but he lives in Tokyo. Okay, and each video is like a different thing to do out there. Dude, I just went down a rabbit hole for a little while. I need to do that. But yeah, it's Don't. cool. I see where they're coming from. Yeah, but it's a great place. These these weeaboos take it a little far, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, my next video is one of those videos. Um, well, you can't. I don't want to spoil it too much, so let's just hit it. I will say, watch closely though. Okay. You just press this button and speak into the air, and I'm having chest pain. <laughs> so to kind of explain what happens is like a life alert it's almost. a life alert thing but what happens is is someone edited it where he just hangs up on the person and then they call again and he just lifts it up and drops it it's so fun <laughs> so short and sweet one you that's know. scary now. It scares I love me. Those like, edits. if I ever get on Life Alert, I'm like, God, I hope when I call them that they actually answer and respond. Yeah. I'm having chest pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've got. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Seriously, I'm gonna look up after this if if she's real or not. All right. So, so next one. This is uh, another anesthesia video. Dude, you know how to get me. <laughs> and this kid is like. So out of it. His okay. eyes are closed the whole time and he's yes. just slurring. But his dad asks him, What's your favorite song? Uh oh. That's your favorite song? All the single ladies? Mm hmm. 
Sing it again. That was a hard one too, man. Mm. I want to just like go. Well, actually, I do have an anesthesia story. Have I told you this yet? No one so. recorded it though, unfortunately. But I got my. That's like a rule. If if someone's right? going to get anesthetized, yes, or however you say it, you pull out your your phone camera. Yeah. <laughs> so I went and got my. What do you call them? Wisdom. Wisdom teeth, teeth. pulled. I got my wisdom teeth. I was just sitting there pointing at my jaws. <laughs> Those are your cheeks. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I got my wisdom teeth pulled. And, like, I remember them, you know, putting me under. And then I woke up and we were in at the Macy's parking lot. <laughs> the grocery store, not the other Macy's. And uh, my mom came back and I'm like, like, did it happen? Like, I just remember I'm here. And she's like, yes. It's like you were singing musicals and like you were like trying to get up and dance and that, and she might have been exaggerating a little bit, but that's what she said happened. So. Did she say which musicals? Well, I was I just got done with the musical uh, Guys and Dolls, so I think it was Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. So gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Second video. Okay. So you so should this, you should do this is like put a word yeah with but them. I'm worried that it spoils that uh, that you'll guess it okay so <laughs> so this video is um it's one video that like sets it up we're just gonna watch the whole thing though uh it's an, another interview so you may have seen this because it's got real big back in the day if not okay. if you have let's just gonna enjoy this together like we did uh uh yeah. not today so. So he's somebody that you look and you look away because he's not doing nothing but the, the average stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing exciting about him. Well, until the day. <laughs> what, was, what was your reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine to see the sunlight to be Bro, around people. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Something is wrong here. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Dead Charles, giveaway. Charles, thank you very Dead much. Dead giveaway. Thank you very much for your time. And Either she homeless or she got problems. That's the only reason why she run to a black man. <laughs> okay, so real quick. Wow. Before we get to the video. Is it racist? <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it. Yeah. Uh, so what happened is, is like, this is a very serious issue, though. Someone was being held captive in someone's house. Mm-hmm. Someone ran out, knocked on his this man's door, and he saved them all. So he, this guy's a hero. Good for him. Oh, wow. Uh, but, you know, he, he was really funny, so the internet did what they do best, and this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so he's somebody that you look and you look away because he's not doing nothing. Take a second. Oh, here we go. Yeah, right hey there, man. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened this afternoon. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Dead giveaway. <laughs> Dead giveaway. My neighbor got big testicles because we see this dude every day. We eat ribs with this dude. But we didn't have a clue that that girl was in that house. She said, please help me get out. Dead giveaway. 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 Nice. The internet's a beautiful place. It is, man. Oh, that's why beautiful. it needs to be free and open, right? There, that's <laughs> that is. See, if you want videos like that, net neutrality needs to stay, but it probably yeah. won't, unfortunately. 
Sorry to say that. Um, but let's see. Uh, yeah, giveaway. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> last one for you. What do All we got? right, this is hopefully this is. Ooh, you're getting nervous almost. It looks. No, like. no. This is hopefully we're ending strong. Oh, I see. Um, this is just a really old man okay. realizing how old he is. <laughs> yes. How old do you think you are? Seventy-nine. Higher. Eighty-nine. Higher. Eighty-nine. Higher. Higher than that? No. Oh. Ninety. Higher. Ninety-one. Higher. Two. Higher. Three. Higher. Four. Higher. Six. Higher. Seven. Oh. Eight. That's it. Ninety-eight. You're ass. <laughs> I'm not ninety-eight years old. Holy fuck. Oh. <laughs> that got me. That got me. Holy fuck. <laughs> Man, I guess, like, after a certain age, just... Stop counting. I care. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like after... The last time he, saw, he stopped counting was at 79, apparently. Wow. That was good. Yeah, that got me. What did you say? Your ass. ass! Yeah, your ass. <laughs> yeah, that got me. That's a good one, because you got me. Uh, this one, I also hope we finish strong. I actually picked this video specifically for you. Because oh, I feel like I know you, okay. I think you're going to love this video. All right. Let's hit it. Oh, shit. There it is. A glory hole right next to the settling cracks and the door dings. This calls for your secret weapon. You break out the marshmallow paste, but it's not shutting down that hole. The penises are still flying in. Hey there, I'm Bo Riles, glory hole virtuoso. If you're trying to shut down operations on a glory hole, look no further than the liquid drywall. Just spray our whipped cream on there and bingo bango bongo vanishes in seconds. The portal to the dick dimension may be closed, but those cherished memories of sucked wieners will live on within you forever. Our shaving cream requires no extra tools, no mess, no repairmen. Fuck this repair guy in particular. Give me that wall, bitch. Let me show you how the liquid drywall works. It takes that wall and it puts it in a can. Either. This is wall in a can, motherfucker. It doesn't get more simple than that. Then you spray it on the wall and that wall leaves the can. Now that wall's on your wall. Gone are the days of playing with old Play-Doh. Gone are the it. days of painting cake frosting on your walls. Martha, you clumsy slut, you've banged the table into the wall. <laughs> oh my god. So... It's a legit commercial, yes. what we're watching, yes. with voiceover. <laughs> yes, someone just, uh... It looks like, it looks literally in. like shaving cream, like they're spraying shaving cream on the yeah. wall. But it's supposed to be putty for, like, holes and scrapes and stuff. Yeah, was this it? Glory hole virtuoso. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me laugh the worst, is just... Glory hole virtuoso. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Oh, what another great segment. That's pretty clever. Well... Closing time. You can't stay. What What do you guys here. think about that? Thank you, audience. Yeah, thank you. actually applauding my singing. <laughs> um, All right, but now it's time for the final send off. Uh, this is kind of a little teaser about what next episode is going to be. So, like I mentioned, it was the what's up? Oh, in a second, I'll just explain what it is. Oh shoot. Sorry, guys. What am I doing? I'm getting ahead of myself. It's time for the most important thing that I forgot. Initializing listener email. Listener email initialized. Apologies.
apologies. <laughs> yeah, we got I some emails in. All right, what do we got? Uh, Bobby wrote in again. Hey, Bobby! Bobby! Bobby asks, would you rather be able to speak all languages or to speak to all animals? Ooh. I'm going to go with languages. I feel like, although it would be fun to communicate with animals, even if you could communicate with animals, I just don't know if, like, they have the mental capacity to hold a conversation. <laughs> so Right, you, you make that choice, and then, like, they don't really say anything. Yeah. They're just like, food! Yeah, that's food, all my cat's going to say. Food! Is food, love, sleep. That's all. <laughs> I just, Yeah, I think it's just more applicable to be able to talk to all humans. I think mm -hmm. it'd be actually really helpful. Yeah. It'd be so fun to just travel around the world and talk to people. And not only that, you could make some good money off of being a translator. So True. just imagine being a translator who could say all languages. That'd be crazy. Okay. So we both okay. agree. Both agree with all that languages. one. Boom. If you had to give up one of your senses, what would it be? So let's uh, feel, mm -hmm. sight, mm -hmm. taste, mm -hmm. hearing, mm -hmm. and smell. Smell. Yeah. In an instant, probably. I yeah. feel I hear though that smell affects your taste buds. I've heard that. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that doesn't count. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time when you smell something, it's not so divine that you're like. I know there's some things, but like, I'd rather taste stuff, hear stuff, see stuff. Seeing stuff is probably like my biggest. You know, with you know movies and like I like to go okay, travel and well, stuff. Let's, let's oh here he comes. Rephrase this. Okay. If you had to choose, blind or deaf. Because those are the two big ones, I think. I'd definitely being deaf. Yeah. I, I I mean, both suck, you know. And and like my heart goes out to all all those out there because I have some close friends that are. And so, uh, but if I had to choose, uh, it'd definitely probably be being deaf. <laughs> well, I don't know if the audience knows, but I did take three years of sign language. Did in you college. really? I did. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't know. The but... only thing I know is, and I love how the audience has no idea what they're yeah. saying. I only know that because uh, someone taught it to me. You spelled your name basically. Well, I spell. I said my name is A L E X, but then I have an I have a name in sign. Language. A name sign. A yeah, and it's this. Yeah. Um. And I feel like I still remember a decent amount of it. I mean, not nice. not all of it, and I'm definitely not fluent. But if I think about it, I can kind of have like a a jumbled uh, conversation with a deaf person. Yeah. Like when I worked in retail, sometimes a deaf person would come in, and I would actually help them. That's so. cool. Um, and then like a couple of my family. Well, my cousin, her husband's family is deaf. He's not, but like his parents are. So mm. it's like a gene that runs in the family. So their daughter is deaf, and so she's still really young, but she's picking up on a lot of signs right now. Gotcha. And uh, I'm looking forward to being able to communicate with yeah. her and stuff. I would love to learn sign language. That's probably like it, it. Spanish was number one, and you know I kind of know Spanish now. And then I would love Italian and uh, sign language. I think that'd be awesome for sure. Cool. Uh, Bobby wants to know about any celebrity encounters that we've had in LA. Not a single one. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's start with you. I feel like I always start since you read the Well, questions. most, if not all, of mine uh-huh. have been through Postmates. So for those who don't know, Postmates is like delivery. It's like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, yeah. any of those. And I've done a lot of Postmates over the last year. And one of the things I like about it is um, I know my way around L.A. very well now. Like, I I know L.A. pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty advanced, I'd, I'd say. Totally. But I also have learned about a lot of really cool food places that I would never have heard about otherwise. Yeah. One so, of the best things have you been like, dude, I just delivered at this place. We should go. And I'm like... Yeah, oh, yeah. I've I'm got in. a lot of places in mind. And wherever yeah. we are in L.A., I kind of know a place around. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I've delivered to some people, and I've run across some people. The first one, I didn't deliver to them, but I was picking up from a sushi place just up the road from here on Ventura. And um, I was waiting for the food. And Steve Howie, who plays the big buff dude on Shameless, he walked in with, like, one of his kids or something. And I recognized him, but I didn't know his name off the top of my head, so I, like, IMDb'd him real quick. <laughs> yeah. And then he was walking past me to, like, go to the bathroom, and I was like, Steve? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, big fan of Shameless. Nice to meet you. And he, like, shook my hand, and he was a nice guy. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, though, I did deliver to this person. I delivered some pho, your favorite, to Ellen Page. Mm, that's why she's my girl. <laughs> you know, she, she's, she's lesbian. Good for her. I support that 100%. But uh, we're best friends. So. <laughs> best friends. No, she was also really nice. So I didn't recognize her right away. She, had, there was, she was coming up a long driveway and she had a hoodie on. And I had to like go in the back seat and grab her food. And as I was coming out and I noticed, she, I'm sure she could visibly see on my face that I recognized mm-hmm. her. But I was just like, oh, hey, you know, it's really nice to meet you. And she's like, thanks, dude. And uh, as she went to walk away, I was like thinking of something else to say. And I was just like, Hard candy was amazing. <laughs> and she was like, thanks, man. <laughs> Hard Lo- candy. Loved you in Juno. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to like say something that everyone knew because I don't Very, think, oh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people have seen Hard Candy. Another recommendation I would make. There it is. It's um it's a good thriller with her and uh, one other dude. Yeah. I, I forget his name. It's like Willy Wonka. But <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. He he played the owl superhero in The Watchmen. If that helps at all. Yes, Patrick something. Yeah, but it's him and her, and it's it's basically just them the whole movie, and it takes place over, like, one day. Hmm. But it's... Re- have you seen it? No. Oh, man. We need to watch it. I'm putting it up here on um, my list. Oh, there was one time I was delivering downtown in L.A., or downtown L.A., and I look over to my right, and Colin Farrell is in a car next to me. Wow. And then... I realized that he's actually filming a movie right in that lane. Like, I look up the road, and there's, like, cameras and a crew, and they're pointed at him in his car. Whoa. And I'm, like, driving next to him, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat. Like, maybe so you're I'll... in his movie? Probably. <laughs> I don't know which movie it is, but... Nice. It's called Traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic 2. Traffic 2. <laughs> Traffic 2. Fuck LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um... So, yeah, there's that. Oh, I delivered to Doc Rivers, the the head coach for the L.A. Clippers. Mm, cool. He was really nice, too. Nice. Um, but I'm trying to think. Oh, the kid from Maze Runner. Fun, yeah. He was cool. And then, is that the same guy from Spider-Man? No. Oh, but you also delivered the guy from the bully in Spider-Man, didn't you say oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forget his name, but uh, he was also, what I recognized him from was 
Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. He was the bellboy. So good. I yeah. delivered Cinnabon to him. There you go, man. You gotta get your Cinnabon, you know? But it's crazy, man. You know, like, if you're in Utah and you see any celebrity, yeah. it's like, what? Unless you're at Sundance, but yeah. But out here, it's like, you see him left and right. And totally. it's it's cool at first, and then you get used to it, but like... I feel like out here it's just kind of this unspoken rule that it's like this is their home. Like yeah. try not to bother them because I'm sure they get it enough everywhere else. Totally. So even like when I introduced myself to Steve Howie, I was like, I wonder if that was kind of kosher or not. But I did it anyways because it was my first time and I was overwhelmed, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't even watched like Shameless all the way through, but I've watched a lot of it. Sure, enough to recognize him. Yeah. But I'm sorry. What – uh Let's hear. You've got some stories, I believe. I ran into Andy Milanakis yesterday. No way. Dead serious. <laughs> at at uh, he was on the corner of uh, Coenga and Hollywood Boulevard, coming out of Popeyes. <laughs> of course. So I didn't say anything to him, but I rec- obviously it's Andy Milanakis. You recognize him? <laughs> the Spanish Bill and Spockus. So he was one of the first viral video creators with I think so. everything sucks. Have you heard that? No. I've only I only knew him because of his MTV show. I and watched then, the and then he got a show, at the Andy Milnaka show, which was so random. Yeah, I got peas on my head, but, but don't, don't call, call me a pea head. head. Bruce Lee's on my head, <laughs> but don't call me a Lee head. Yeah. It's okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I talked about that Christopher Nolan interview. Um, working on the Fox lot, you know, you get to see a lot of really cool people, um, come by. Um, there's one that Sean wants me to tell that I I, I, I think it's cool. It's cool. I just don't want to come off that I'm bragging. No, I went to you, a, someone just asked, "What are your celebrity encounters?" So <laughs> I went to a really cool party. It was at this huge mansion because of my work, and it was uh, a party from DJ Khaled. And yeah, there's a bunch of really cool people there. It was crazy. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was there. <laughs> yes, I had an hors d'oeuvre with Snoops. So um, that's, that's pretty dope, man. Pretty fun. And then at IO, you know, we like I te- I did oh, yeah. a lot of uh, lights and sound for Jack McBreer, who was on Thirty Rock. Um, I did lights and sound, you know, for Beer Shark Mice, Neil Flynn, and all them. Doctor God, uh, a lot of f- celebrities and stuff. So, oh, yeah. Is there any other one specifically <laughs> that you're thinking of? No, I think those are the big ones off the top of my head. Yeah. I, I really do, like, run into quite a few along the way. Yeah, I mean, this is their home, so, like you were saying. so And they use Postmates. <laughs> right, yeah. I see people post all the time about how much they love, like, celebrities being like, I love Postmates, and they're, like, in L.A. and stuff. You should try and get someone who'll take a picture with you. <laughs> I get it. Like, if you want food, it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass in L.A. Right. to... to because parking is a pain, traffic is a pain. Yeah. So it's like, screw it, I'll just pay someone else a few bucks to deliver it right to my door, and I don't yeah. have to. So I get it. It's super convenient. It's a great business model. Yeah. Uh, one of the celebrities, now this wasn't in L.A., though, but maybe we'll save this for another time. I did meet Robin Williams. Oh. That might be a podcast for maybe another time. He pointed time, it's a to long a story. signed picture that he Oh, has. yeah, I have a signed picture that's made out to me from Robin Williams. It says... Thanks for the head. <laughs> no, it says you rock, but it's because I gave him head. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, love you, mom. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, that's a long story to tell at another time and kind of an emotional one. I get kind of emotional when it happens, but 
All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. That was fun. That was fun. Okay, so yeah, typically we end this show with like an excerpt of some kind. Hold up. See, now I stop you. We have one more. Oh, question. Sorry. Yeah, see, we got to get him in here. And I only say this because Todd's been, this person's been a real big supporter of us. Yes, thank you, Todd. Thank Shout you, out Todd. to Todd. Shout out to Big T. I, we, we see you sharing our videos, being supportive. You're awesome. He might start a podcast as well. Fun fact. Mm. So we'll have to let you guys know when he starts. But he says, hey, guys, long time listener, first time emailer. After hearing you guys talk about the dumb stuff teenagers do to be cool, I think this was our first episode, right? Tie pods? I think first it was. First or second. First or second. They're all kind of getting there. Um, I thought I'd share my stupid thing. My friends used to give each other multiple paper cuts to see who could take the most pain. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty dumb, but at least it didn't kill us. <laughs> Imagine. Ooh. Imagine being killed by paper cuts. That would suck. That's a new saw. That's trap. the worst feeling, though, man. It is a paper cut. I know some people would like put like try and do it between their fingers. And that's the worst Ooh, place to is, have dude. that worst feeling. It is. But he has a question. I tell people. Oh. <laughs> but uh, he has a question for us. He says, "My question this week is: Do you listen to movie scores? And if you do, what is your go-to score to get motivated? Mm. What do you got for us?" I haven't gotten super into movie scores. Really? But I do appreciate them. You know, I mean, I guess just the typical ones. I, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean ones are fun. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings ones are always good. Sure. But I, yeah, when I need to focus, I do listen to instrumental music, but it's typically it's a band called God is an Astronaut. That's really Interesting. good. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's a big music guy. So if you ever like want some music uh, suggestions, he's the guy to come up with it. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, this is going to come not to a surprise, but Back to the Future theme or mm-hmm. scores. Those are always great. I also have, for some reason, there is a, uh, talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, there's, there's a score they made called The Kraken, which is about when the Kraken shows up and starts destroying everything. Does he sound I like love this? It. Oh, he does. Yes, that is it. That is a wow. This is a spot on impression. Um, I love that one. Um, let's see. I've also been really into. Uh, there's another one. No, where'd it go? It's gone. Come back. Come back. I mean, I listen to a lot of John Williams. Oh yeah, the Throne Room. Uh, end of the Star Wars. Like that's what gets me, and then it like transfers to the Star Wars theme. The offend or not? No. Well. This kind of ties into the celebrity question. Hmm. I just remembered I delivered food to Hans Zimmer, Oof. who does most of Chris Nolan? Chris, Christopher Nolan's films. Yeah. The Batman, Interstellar, all that shit. So, but I didn't get to meet Han, Hans, but uh, I did talk to him on the phone because I pulled up to the gate. I pushed the call button. No one answered. So I call him on the phone and he's like, oh, somebody's on the way. It was like an Indian <laughs> accent. but. Okay. But it was cool. And then I think I met, like, his daughter or something, but I know where he lives. Uh-oh. That's not, that podcast. is not a threat, Han. <laughs> we'll do the podcast on his front lawn. <laughs> right. We'll just um, annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> yes. Um, but, okay. Yeah. Now, sorry. and I, Sorry. I messed up, and now I, I made this. <laughs> but what do we got? What's our last thing here? Oh, I should say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. Uh, we usually do an excerpt, like you're saying. 
Well, I guess this is your thing, so because sure. it's your week to do something to close. So yeah, so this is going to be like a little teaser, like I was saying before, um, about our show next week, which is going to be about IO. And um, I interviewed people that night to just kind of give their thoughts and feelings. Um, this person, um, whose name is Dylan, <clears throat> he gave a really awesome interview that was very brutally honest in a lot of opinions, and I think it it kind of sets a tone for. The uncertain future, but also the exciting possibility. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a listen. So say what you will about Char- about Charla. Um, she is uh, not the best business person. Um, she didn't really understand our community or understand how uh, strong our community was because she was here once or twice a year. Um, and, uh, and, and she enjoys, um, I, I think that, I think that once you create a community of thousands and thousands of people, you, it's the natural progression to just have a big ego. Um, As she looks through us through the window. <laughs> is she there? Yeah, she just, she's walking this way. That's hilarious. She's going to try to come in here and <laughs> she, talk to me. Her ears are ringing. Um, you know, she, she, she made a lot of mistakes. And uh, and and that really sucks for our community, and it's and it's totally unfair. At the same time, she created all of this, and uh, I can't blame her for uh, shutting this theater down. It's hers; like she can do whatever she wants. I mean, there were so many ways for her to to make this into something else, rather than just end it. But um, that's her style. She uh, woke up on uh, a week and a half ago Tuesday and and decided to tell us all that uh, she was going to end this. And maybe that was um, I mean, I've heard I think there are some way some in some ways that was a smart move because it's like, how are people going to put anything into a theater if they know that they've got six months left to run it or um, you know, so maybe she was planning this for a while. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but I do know that we were all surprised, and that sucks. Um, we've had a great week, and um, I think that this whole community is better for it. We're better. We're better with without her because not that I I don't even know what she's like as a person. I don't really know her that well. But um, we are better with the community that we have and with the people who are actually here and around this this comedy community. Um, and I think that we could create a stronger, better business um, with people who are actually invested in the people around here and people who um, people who understand like what this means to people. So um, I, I really hope that that can happen either with Valancourt. Valancourt just announced uh, Rebel Theater. It's going to be cool. I think so. It could be could be cool. Um, I mean, it, it could go down in flames too. Um, but I just really hope someone can make a uh, make a consolidated effort at creating something big and important rather than like hundreds of people creating hundreds of dumb theaters where uh, people who are running tech don't know anything about it and are getting paid intern hours and I'm not shouting out one specific place but there are a lot of places around here where the tech people are do not know what they're doing where um, a lot of people don't know what they're doing and it ju- and what I would love is for something to be created out of this where everybody can be experts in their own field and know what they're doing and create something great together. Yeah. 
Oh, you found another pack, huh? Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... And like you said, brutally honest. <laughs> yeah, very brutally honest. So thank you so much uh, for doing that for us. And there's going to be a lot more really cool interviews uh, from that in our next episode, as well as Paul Valancourt's going to join us. The you know He's a member of Beer Shark Mice. He started iOS. And um, he's got some really awesome knowledge to drop, not only about that, but also about um, why improv is important to life and why improv is important to acting, like if you want to be an actor uh, in Hollywood. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, that's today's episode. Uh, Tell us, you know, hit us up on social media at TDLA Podcast. Or email us at tdlapodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions, funny clips, your thoughts on what you've heard so far. And uh, rate us. Give us ratings and reviews. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next time.